Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the bullpen. He's back, my dear politically misguided brother. <laughs> is back on the program, Mr. Armstrong Williams, broadcast owner, journalist, businessman, and entrepreneur extraordinaire. Mr. Williams, good to have you back on the show, brother. How are you? I'm glad to be back on the misguided. Thank you. All right. <laughs> yes, sir. We're going to chop it up, time permitting, about SCOTUS, the decision as relates to the COVID vaccine protocol. Also, Marjorie Taylor Greene and her now being banned from Twitter. And 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 we may get into Biden's approval ratings or really disapproval ratings. If you would, sir, I don't want to presume what you know, believe about any of these topics. So I'll let you start first and I'll respond. Well, listen, it's always a pleasure to be on your show. Same here. Listen, the Supreme Court obviously was not even a tough decision. It's whether or not you believe OSHA has the authority um, or that kind of overreach to um, um, to make those kind of laws throughout the land. And the Supreme Court clearly um, said that OSHA overreach, uh, even with Biden's solicitor general, 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 as they were challenging, the, or as the justices were challenging them. I mean, you got to think about this, um, Dr. Rich. Imagine. Um, I mean, we have many employees here in our company, and just imagine if you had not only mandate a vaccine, mandate mask, and then mandate, even though you're vaccinated, that you must take a PCR test weekly. I want to tell you this, my man, we would lose 6% of our employees. And what's fascinating about that, the 6% of the, of the employees that we would lose have been with us a very long time. In many areas that are foundation of our business. And so listen, I've learned as a CEO that you must celebrate freedom. You must do all you can to guide your employees to take safety precautions and protocols. Whether that's taking the vaccine, which we encourage. Whether that's taking the PCR test, which we encourage. The social distancing, the using the sanitizer. But in the end, it must be their decision whether or not they want to be vaccinated because many times, Dr. Richard, the employee doesn't always share their health issues, their comorbidities that they may have. Those are very personal issues for them. So in the end, we trust our employees. And I think every business understands that it would have been very disruptive and another hardship on businesses that are already struggling. If Biden would have had his way before the Supreme Court. All right, let me respond to that. Um, so let me first start by saying it was not a vaccine mandate. And Democrats did a very bad job messaging what it was. Because I heard Democrats go on CNN and MSNBC calling it a vaccination mandate. But it was not by definition a vaccination mandate, it was a vaccination protocol. You have multiple exemptions to that protocol. You talked about one just now, one was get a test once every seven days, that was an exemption to the vaccine protocol. You also had religious exemption. You also had a philosophical difference exemption. And you had medical exemptions that could apply to you. So not a mandate, but definitely a protocol. And let me highlight something that the administration did not do that they should have done. With that protocol, they should have made allowances for common sense subsidies to companies so that the burden would not have been harsh as far as monetarily on these particular agencies. But they did not do that. 
So I actually agree that the administration did not do it the way they should have done it. They were not as thoughtful as I think they should have been. Because once you incur these particular protocols and you do not create a subsidy to make sure companies can pay for, let's say, additional testing, that became problematic, all right? The other thing is, we are a vaccinated species, brother. The human race is a vaccinated race, K through 12 education. Uh, vaccination mandates in all 50 states in the United States of America. Uh, the Supreme Court did what's called a mixed ruling, where yes, the 100 plus employee ruling was struck down, but they said, hey, guess what? If you work in the healthcare arena and you receive any amount of federal funding or federal subsidy, you then can come under this OSHA rule. Uh, and also, uh, all uh, US military members and even the vast majority of colleges you must have a vaccination passport. You have to show that you've been vaccinated to a certain regimen that they require. And let me bring this up because I think it's important to highlight the dissent in the ruling of the Supreme Court. I do not agree with the conservatives that said OSHA was an overreach. I actually agree with the dissent and the administration, Mr. Williams, they did believe that it would fall um, down on ideological lines. Because even when they were pressed about it a few months ago, they said, hey, you know what? I'm paraphrasing. They said, you know what? By that time, a whole lot of people would have been vaccinated. So that was kind of their answer. So they knew there was a possibility, if not probability, that this would fall down ideological lines. But let me look at let me look at what the dissent said. And I want to bring this to your attention. The dissent highlighted the actual wording of the OSHA law created by the US Congress 1970, which gets its power from the Commerce Clause of the US Constitution. Literally in the wording of the law, it says not only for safety hazards, but also for health issues arising in the workplace. That's exact statutory language from the OSHA law. Now here's what the opinion of the dissent said. In the face of still a still raging pandemic, the court tells the agency charged with protecting worker safety. This is the only agency that's charged with specifically doing this for health and hazard. The court tells the agency charged with protecting worker safety that it may not do so in all the workplaces where it's needed. As disease and death continue to mount, this court tells the agency that it cannot respond in the most effective way possible. Without legal basis, the court usurps a decision that rightfully belongs to others. It undercuts the capacity of the responsible federal officials acting well within the scope of their authority to protect American workers from grave danger. I agree with the dissent in this case. You and I are going to agree to disagree on the final decision. The good news is the Supreme Court made the correct decision. <laughs> they talked about kids five through 10, but grown people don't like being told what to do. And especially in how they're trying to tell us what to do. You know, I, and I agree, if you're taking money from the federal government and you have these healthcare facilities, which you can spread this COVID, you have a right to tell them they can be mandated. But in businesses like ours and many businesses across the country, our employees, we trust them to make their decisions as to whether they want to bear a mask or that they want to be vaccinated or whether they need to take the PCR test every week. That is what yeah. we call freedom. And I'll take freedom any day 
over government control and government mandates. It's why people don't trust the government. They told them they were they were vaccinated and got the booster. They would not have to worry about it. They could not get COVID again. This healthcare communications has been a disaster. People don't know what they believe anymore from the government and from the scientists and from people who are supposed to be experts. There's so much confusion that and, people and I would. trust in government. And so people need to use their common sense, their mm-hmm. judgment, and mm-hmm. employers will never jeopardize harming people where they're gonna spread this COVID, even though we know that it has happened. I just say, I trust my employees, I don't trust the government. All right, so let me take, let me say this to you, because I find that to be an interesting line of thinking, okay? Do you trust the US military? I don't trust the government. Okay, do you trust, let's say, parents in K through 12 education? They have students in K through 12 education. I trust parents to make decisions as it relates to their children, not the government. Are you against the mandates that have existed for decades as it relates to vaccinations for K through 12 students? That has worked. So you agree if the end of it works, you are okay with the method to get you there? Yeah, but the problem is it has not worked. With COVID, it's not work with the Omicron. It just continues to change. People are exacerbated. Businesses are failing, lost their way of life. And it's just so confusing. If we had integrity on what they say to us, I don't say anything until you absolutely certain. This is what happened. Well, my dear brother, that's not science, brother. Let, let me just interrupt for a minute. Science is not conclusive, meaning science is not a fact. Let me explain this another way. The word science means to observe the current field of study. That's what it actually means. Research scientists, medical scientists, they have to observe the current field. And they interpret what's happening in the field of study. That's called following the science. When the vast majority of the science is currently saying that if you have a vaccine, you are less likely to be ill or less likely to have a significant issue or less likely to die. That's following the field of observable science. Yeah, but the problem is it has been too politicized. Agreed. And the fact is when people lose trust, this is exactly what you see. It's not always a principal position that they to, it's a political one and people have lost trust. And I don't know what they can possibly do to get it back. All right, let's do this because we have a short amount of time. I want to get this one in as well before the next show comes on. Marjorie Taylor Greene is crying that they have deplatformed her Twitter account, okay? Now, many are calling this an assault on free speech. What are your thoughts about Marjorie Taylor Greene and really others who have jumped on the bandwagon of this Donald Trump class action lawsuit claiming that social media has in fact infringed upon their freedom of speech in America. The fact that Marjorie Taylor Greene has never had an issue with her government account tells you she knows how to be responsible and accountable. You cannot spread misinformation about COVID Mm. and just spread lies that can harm people and that can lead to death. The fact is if she's not willing to be responsible, especially as a member of Congress, then they have every right to suspend her and cancel her permanently and anybody else. 
We have a responsibility as members of Congress in the media and leadership to be honest as much as we can based on what we put out for, with people because we know people are gullible, they trust us, they'll believe anything. It is our responsibility that we make sure that we give them information that we believe that is factual, honesty and have integrity. And that has not always happened when it has come to certain members of Congress on both sides of the aisle. See, this is why I F with you, brother. All right, what you just said is 100% true. Um, and you have intellectual integrity about what you believe. You and I may not always agree on it, but you agree that private companies can regulate who comes in, who goes out. You agree to that, right? Outside of some protected classification, you agree. Uh, Twitter obviously is not the government, right? Uh, the freedom of speech is connected to the US Constitution, which says Congress cannot make a law infringing on your right thereof. But here's the problem, brother, here's the challenge. You have a movement, much of it is led by Donald Trump. But you have a movement, a class action lawsuit and others who are saying, no, no, no. The government by way of the court needs to get involved in regulating private industry. When the truth is for decades, the Republican Party has said opposite of that in their platform that they wanted less government restriction. And now they're trying to backdoor government restriction in by way of phony lawsuits or frivolous lawsuits so that they can still get their way. And I have to remind people with the Marjorie Taylor Greene thing, she had her five warnings well, four warnings and then her fifth strike. All right, so they went through a process to get her banned. And we have already determined that social media companies can and must regulate hate speech, obscenity, misinformation, and harassment are your biggies. So brother, my question to you is this, you're right on your sentiment, you're right on your assessment, you're right on the conclusion that these are private companies. Why is it that so many conservatives are believing and actually filing lawsuits against private companies thinking that if they are obscene or if they put out misinformation or if they use hate speech, that is in fact the US government infringing upon their right of free speech. So much of this is about politics. It's not really about the best interest mm. of the American citizen. It's no different when we talked about the debt ceiling and no one talks about how Donald Trump increased the debt ceiling. All the things that he've done that Republicans justified in Congress to justify passing whatever the president wanted. And now that the Democrats are in office, now they're talking about the fact that we've got to do something about the national debt. This is why I don't think we should get so caught up in Democrats and Republicans because at the end of the day, to me, they're basically the same. They hose the American people, they manipulate the American people, they mislead their American people, and they do it in the guise of leadership. And I've got a better mousetrap than you. And that is not true. This is why Donald Trump was able to win because he went after the establishment. The government doesn't really work for everyday Americans. They work to maintain their power, they, they work to maintain their influence. And so this is another reason why Americans have lost so much trust in government because no one is really, who's looking out for, the American people, Dr. Richard, are struggling. Look at what the supply chain has done to them. Look yeah. at what's happened at the gas pump. Look at what's happened at the grocery store. You can go in the grocery store now, 
the shelves are almost empty. And all they do is talk about, they can't even get together and unify the work for American, the American people. That's right, I know I'm strong. Next election and the next debate and the American people are left to suffer. We need true statements, statesmen in office that represents the interests of the people and not whether they're a Republican or Democrat. I could care less about a party labor. What I care about is that you deliver the needs of the American people every day. This is why they elect you. And you and I, once again, agree on that notion. Now, let me show you how we actually connect, brother, okay? Progressives in the Democratic Party, they are the heartbeat of authenticity. You may not agree with all of their sentiment, ideology, their platform, their statements, their policy. But it comes from a rooted place in humanity. It actually comes from them wanting to solve an actual problem. The issue, the challenge in our American political system is this. The vast majority of political leaders at the federal level are corporate Republicans and corporate Democrats. And here's what I mean by that. It's not just about the money you accept, it's about the interests you serve. And so it gets complex when we are scratching our heads wondering, wait a minute, this person campaigned on A, B, and C. No one ever campaigns on what they're gonna do for a corporation. Have you noticed that? No politician ever campaigns on what they're going to do for a particular corporation that funds their campaign. They always campaign for people and then they govern for the corporation. Well, remember before the 1970s, brother, and really beyond that, when it was a no-no for a corporation to give money to a political candidate, we then started to chip away at those laws, which now we call corporations people. Now, come on, man, even if some people agreed with it in theory years ago, decades ago. You have to realize that corporations have significantly corrupted our political conversation and our political implementation in the United States of America today. And the sad news is that special interest groups and lobbyists that fund these corporations are running this country. And it doesn't work for we the people, it works yep. corporate in their interests. There you go. Well said, brother, always a pleasure having you on the show. Um, as I say always, man, you and I, we actually can come together on some stuff and disagree on the rest. But I appreciate you, brother, and all you do. I appreciate you for having me, thank you. Thank you, sir.